Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. Check out these three great organizations, see how they can help you in your program. And now please stay with us. Don't fast forward. Let's spend about three minutes and hear from our great podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say before, one of the best purchases I ever made was a Sideline Interactive Score Table. We use it for games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It not only generates income for our athletic department, but it also creates the ultimate game day experience for our student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. They have Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, all the others, including Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. Snap Raise has helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. And they even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else has that. Go to snapraise.com. Check out the entire suite. That's Snap Raise from Snap Mobile. We also want to thank Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your coaches, your athletes, and your teams with the tools that they need to perform at the highest level. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find a professional-grade solution for the challenges you face as an athletic director. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class content for their school social media channel. You can do it on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Uh, Hometown Ticketing has recently partnered with Ticket Spicket, and together they're going to bring you uh, an even better online ticketing experience. But right now, go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets for all your events, not just athletic events, but things like school dances, school plays, even graduation. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way, before, during, and after. Go to hometownticketing.com now to get started. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But Wall of Fame is so much more than that. It's an extensive content program that helps you every step of the way, allowing you to tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com check out their products. And then when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake and you'll get 5% off. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. Check them out today. 
We also want to say thank you to Final Forms. Final Forms is going to help you prepare for your best season ever. Uh, they're going to eliminate coaching headaches. They're going to help you connect with your parents. And as an athletic director, they're going to help you with all the reports that come across your desk. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake for more information about joining the Final Forms team. That's finalforms.com slash Jake. Check them out today. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, uh, that disgruntled parent or maybe a frustrated student athlete. And we need to hear from that 2%. But you also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that frustrated parent or with your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com and they're going to show you how to create a custom survey for your athletic department. If you've never taken the pulse of your athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're going all the way out to Utah today, and we're going to visit with Eric Wood. Eric's a, a recent uh, CAA, and uh, he is the athletic director at Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City. So I hope uh, my good friend Hutch Hunter doesn't uh, mind me uh, coming into his territory. But uh, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited and, and feel super blessed just to be able to, to share some experiences and share a little bit about what, what we do as athletic directors. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you and I connected uh, uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, I think it was Hutch that posted uh, that you had just earned your CAAA. And I go, hey, let's get you on the podcast. And you were nice enough to respond. So here we are today. Um, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, where you grew up. Um, you know, high school and college years, uh, you know, maybe take us up through college and then we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll hear about your early teaching and coaching career. So what's the Eric Wood origin story? Well, I was born on an army base up in Fort Ord, California. I grew up most of my, my um, younger years. I grew up down in San Diego. I uh, went to high school at Benita Vista in San Diego, um, ran track, played soccer, ran cross country. Um, so I was a multi-sport athlete, which is kind of a dying breed now. I think a lot of people are kind of getting away from that. Um, but it was it was fun, and I ended up uh, getting some uh, some scholarship offers and for to run track, and ended up going to the junior college first. So I ran I ran at the junior college for two years, and then my running career was pretty much over, and I. Uh, Went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, where I managed to get my uh, my degree in edu physical education. And from there, just couldn't find a job and was ready to, was done with school because I took the eight-year plan to graduate <laughs> from college. Um, and I ended up, I actually had a pretty great, great idea. I, I decided to move up to Lake Tahoe and I was a ski instructor and a bartender for two years. So I, I was living the life for, for a while. I know my dad was super jealous of that. So it was quite a lot of fun. Um, 
in college, I, I once I got to Cal Poly, I, I still kept playing a lot of sports, but I was just no longer on the college team. I uh, played a lot of intramural soccer. Um, I worked for the intramural department on campus also. Um, we actually, my the team that I put together for the intramurals actually beat the, the college team <laughs> in, in, in soccer, which was pretty, pretty exciting. And the coach came and talked to me and wanted me to come try out. And, and I said, well, I can't because I don't have any more eligibility left. <laughs> so I know there'll be more. I can talk more about a little bit about that because it kind of led me into why I became an athletic director. Right. Um, I feel, you know, I always wanted to be in teaching or, or sports, something in sports. And I feel like, um, you know, through my experiences, I have a lot to share, you know, being a high, high level athlete and knowing what it takes and having to make a choice. I think we as athletes always come to the point where we have to make a choice, you know, and especially when you get to the higher levels, it's like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to just focus on the sport and that's my life? Or do I want to live my life and have a lot of different adventures and more fun things to do and kind of open myself up a little bit. And so for me, I didn't see me going to the point where I was kind of on the fringe of being Olympic speed but not quite enough to get there. So I just, I, I realized that and just said, okay, well now let's start focusing on the after sports life. And, you know, because of, because of my experience with my junior college, that's what led me into, you know, physical education. And, and I got lucky. I got a phone call from one of our family friends and she said, Hey, our PE teacher's out and we're looking for a PE teacher. So from October until December, I was a part-time ski instructor, bartender, and taught PE. And then at Christmas, they offered me full-time, and 30 years later, here I am. Well, again, I always love to hear the stories. Um, let's talk a, a little bit um, about, you know, that uh, ski instructor bartending experience. Um, <laughs> what can you think of... Um, uh, an event or, or something that happened um, in either of those roles that later on, as you became a coach and an athletic director, that that lesson, you know, helped you, uh, you know, deal with something as a, as a coach or AD. I got, I got the perfect one. So that first, very first day, you know, so we had to pay $150 to go to ski instructor school. There were probably close to 300 people there. And the first day they tell us, well, we're, we're going to take the top 50 and you guys get to come back for the second week, the top 50. I'm like, okay, I, I'm a pretty good skier. I got a pretty good shot at it. And I started watching all these other people ski. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in a world of trouble. These guys can ski circles around me. And it's like nobody's business. So that, that we, we do, needless to say, we go through the whole week. And I'm just being myself. I'm, I'm fairly talkative sometimes. And we get, to, we get into this big room where everyone's in there waiting for them to post the list and the director of the program comes and stands next to me and starts talking. I'm like, why are you talking to me? I'm, I'm just, a, you know, I, I'm probably not even going to be on that list. And he, the one thing he told me, he goes, well, we can teach you how to ski, but we can't teach you how to teach and talk to people. You've got that skill. That's something that you can do. And, and, and that's kind of, that kind of stood with me. And I ended up being number 50 on the list. And my skiing got way, way better. But what I, I guess what I took from, from that, that time is that, you know, we have to be who we are. 
and not only who we are, but that we can always get better. We may have, we may not have the right fit in one area, but we can certainly fit in another area. So it's, you know, even though I made it and it was fun and I had a couple of lessons where people were way better skiers than me. And because of my teaching background, I was able to, you know, in college, my teaching background, I got into where I could actually teach them how to be better skiers, even though they were better skier than I was. And I think as a teacher, you know, we, we have to look at, you know, how do we come across to people to get better at what they do? Wow. What a great story. And you made me had a flashback to uh, years ago, I was teaching at a community college and, and also coaching there. And I got assigned uh, in the winter term, the short, uh, you know, January term, I got assigned uh, to teach a bowling class. And I was a decent, you know, rec bowler, you know, releasing it straight, you know, no spin or anything at <laughs> all. And long story short, I taught that entire course. We were at the bowling out. Um, and I, I taught them, taught them uh, with my air quotes, you know, how to throw that hook. But never once, never once did I actually bowl a ball in that class. And the students would come up, you know, hey, coach, you know, let, let's play. I said, no, nah, no, nah, you really don't want to play me. Uh, so, again, I was able to teach and explain very much like you, but I uh, didn't have to, you know, do ski or bowl those black diamond uh, lanes. So great stuff. Thanks for sharing that. That's a, that's a, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That would be a great tool in the toolbox. Oh, yeah. uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Eric Wood. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he is the director of athletics at Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're going to take our first break, but as you know, we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say before, one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline Interactive Score Table. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. They're tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their scoreboards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store. You can order custom gear for everybody in your program. Snap Manage will help you design your website. Snap Connect is their family engagement platform. And Snap Raise, of course, is their fundraising platform. We have used it with great success, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. <clears throat> they even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com to check out the entire suite. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Eric Wood from Salt Lake City, Utah. Eric, you, you kind of took us up uh, you know, through those early uh, career positions, um, you know, when you and then that first taste of uh you know let's say educational athletics where you were a substitute PE teacher um what were some of those early career jobs and how did those end up leading to your position as a director of athletics well i started you know started the the you know being the the substitute PE teacher i started you know 
part of that was also being a junior high school athletic director. And then part of that, they wanted me coaching. So being an athlete and being part of that, I coached many sports. So I ended up coaching quite a bit. Um, I coached the flag team, the flag football, the volleyball team, the basketball teams, not the boys basketball, I did girls basketball. Um, and then I started some soccer. There, there wasn't a lot of soccer at the time, but I was able to start some of that up. And I did a lot of intramural tournaments at the, at the K through eight school. So I was there for 13 years. And so that kind of gave me a mold of, you know, some possibilities of what's out there. Um, then I was told that they were combining or they were going to a part-time position. So I ended up going to public schools for two years. And that was, uh, I didn't do too much coaching. It was more, um, teaching and it wasn't the funnest of times for me. Um, it's very difficult when you have 102 first graders and one aide, and that's your PE class to teach. <laughs> so it was, it was a glorified babysitting service. And it was funny because I was still working on getting, trying to get my credential. And so I was on a, um, I guess it was a emergency credential is what I was working mm -hmm. under. And the, the other two teachers that were, had their credentials we, we we have a rainy day and we're inside the inside this big auditorium with all the kids and the two with their credentials are like what do we do what do we do and i just said okay well here's what we're going to do you're going to take this group here divide them up play this game you're going to divide this group up, up play this game and we so we played you know very cooperative um action games but through that that it really taught me that you know, even though we have education, our life experiences also really play a large part in what we do and how we work. You know, I think sometimes if we're too much focused on the books and not on what we're trying to get the kids to learn, it, it, it's a challenge. And what I really like to me is that if I can share an experience to help a student athlete be better at what they do, that's, I'm a winner. That's, that's a win in my book. Um, but it's just trying to remember that, you know, we, we learn in a lot of different ways. And so the more creative we are with our teaching, the more our student athletes will learn. And I think that plays into the coaching aspect as well. You know, when, when I first started off coaching, it was, I had certain expectations of what the kids were able to do. And many times there's some kids that just weren't there. And so I had to look, go back and take a step back and reevaluate some of my coaching, like, okay, I need to teach you guys my expectations opposed to just saying, I expect you to know, this, know how to do this. Let me teach you what I want to see, and then we can grow from there. And so that, that led me there. And it led me into my, um, my first and only time I've ever answered a newspaper ad for a job. <laughs> and that was uh, at a Catholic high school in downtown LA. And I went in for the interview and the first question is, what is liability? And I told him, I said, well, to me, liability is one of the biggest issues of any, any athletic um, position. And I go, the liability is, is if I do something wrong, not only do I lose my house and my cars, but you lose your school. And I got a call back the next day, and I was at that school until they closed. <laughs> so...
you know, that's uh, I haven't heard that uh, specific definition, but I think that's a great one, uh, especially under the circumstances. You know, it lets them know that, you know, you understand how important these things are. You know, the 14 legal duties of an athletic director, you know, et cetera. Um, again, you mentioned uh, when we were off the air that, uh, you know, you transitioned from California to your present position, uh, you know, here in Utah. Um we're going to talk about that later, but uh, uh, we always like to have our guests uh, talk a little bit about some of the mentors that they've had in their lives. You know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? You know, thinking about that, it, it, there's really three people that have really helped me. My dad um, was probably my first mentor. And the biggest thing he taught me was my work ethic. Um, I, tr I try to be, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of losing some of the first in and last out, but I'm still one of the first ones in, but I'm definitely usually the last one out. Um, and I tell my coaches that I go, it's got to be a priority to you when the student athletes see you there 20 minutes before practice, setting up and being ready. That's telling them this matters to you. And that you get that same message across to the athletes. Now they, they have a bigger buy-in. And so I think that's something I really took from my dad as, as far as my work ethic. Um, my second one was, is, was a gentleman named John Purvis. And he was our next door neighbor, lived across the street, and he was a PE teacher. He didn't coach, but he, the one thing that I really learned from him is that balance of getting out and doing things. You know, whatever you, you know, whatever's fun for you, whatever you enjoy doing, you, if you, if you stay so connected to your work and that's all you focus on and you forget about the rest of life. And so you, you have to kind of balance and find that balance between work and pleasure. And, and he was really good at that. He, he was a he was a PE teacher, but he also worked construction. So he also offered you know, also got my first jobs working some of my first early jobs working in con construction. Um, but we go we go work for eight hours and then we go out and surf for another three or we play volleyball in his backyard for, you know, we'd start about seven o'clock and finish about one in the morning sometimes playing because he has a sand volleyball court in his backyard. Um, and so it was a lot of fun with him with that. And I just. You know, he helped me when I first started teaching, giving me some ideas for lesson planning and, you know, how to do some classroom discipline and so forth and on like that. And, I, and my my third one is a gentleman named Steve Miller. And he's he was at my last school in California that I was at. And the, the biggest thing that I've learned from him is that. To, to remain calm, to not freak out, you know, because in the middle of the firestorm, we have to be the calm one trying to put that fire out. And if we freak out and we go get very irrational, our, not only our students, but our parents and fellow educators, everyone's gonna start panicking. Whereas if you can maintain that control now, and, and, and he was just um, always there, really helped me through some, some challenging situations, but always had support. Um, I think as an AD, we're always gonna go through those, because we can't ever make every parent happy. We can't make every athlete happy, but as long as we're checking our boxes and doing the best that we can and what we do and following, you know, all of our protocols, then, you know, we're going to be better at what we do. Yeah. Uh, again, um, what a great message to, to end that session on And as always, I'd love to hear the stories of how the mentors impacted. And I love to hear it when people are still connected, you know, to their mentors, you know, very, thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. For listeners, once again, our guest today, 
is Eric Wood, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're going to take another quick break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle gave us, and they will provide you and your coaches with the tools you need to help your athletes perform at the highest level. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. Hey, Jake, we use Huddle as well. It's been very effective for all of our coaches. They're able to share film, but the analytics really help out. So that when, when it comes time for coaching, they can spend the time um, with the athletes and break down plays, which helps them to be better on the court and to look at some tendencies to get better at what they do. Yeah, I mean, I was amazed uh, over the years when I first started using Huddle. I was going, you know, I, I was an old school guy, you know, VHS tapes, things like that. And then, you know, I was just blown away by Huddle as a football coach. And then as I became an AD, uh, was really impressed with how they um, uh, use their product for other uh, sports as well. And, and again, uh, as I say in the commercial, our coaches just love uh, how it uh, helps them do their job better. So thanks for saying that. I'll, I'm going to share that with our friends at Huddle. Um, uh, Eric, uh, we, we mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you recently earned your CAA and those are important steps. Those just don't happen automatically. And I think our younger listeners, uh, they need to hear those stories. So share if you can uh, how you kind of became aware of the NIAAA and the leadership training program and, and maybe your experience with it so far? Um, well, I kind of take a step back just a little bit, just um, when I when I was at one of my schools, one of the requirements they wanted me to do was to get a master's degree. So, you know, I didn't want to just get a master's degree to get a master's degree. I wanted to get something relevant to what I do. So I, I chose one in at sport um, coaching and athletic administration. And so for me, it was just a phenomenal program the classes were all hands-on. It was uh, at Concordia. And it was just an amazing program. And then um, I always go to, the, I've always gone to state AD conferences. And then when I came to Utah, they actually had me go to the one um, in Denver, which, so that was my first um, dip into national conferences with the, with the NIAAA. And I, you know, I, so I, I heard about, you know, becoming a registered athletic director and following those paths. And it, it, it was a challenge for me because my master's program was almost identical to everything that we we're doing with the NIAAA. So, but what it did teach me is that it helped me to be better at what I do. 
So even though it's kind of like I, when I was, we talked off air earlier about um, how we go and we, we, we go to in-services and we choose or steal one thing to get better. So for me, even though I have my master's in coaching and athletic administration, I can still be better at what I do. And the only way I get better is to be involved in going to in-services, getting, going to different trainings. And so having the certification from NIAAA helps me to be better at what I do. And it's also kind of a reminder um, of some of the stuff that I learned in the classroom as well. Yeah. Um, and again, you and I talked about that, you know, the, the content is, of the LTI courses is, is just outstanding. And I say that having taken them myself and, <laughs> and continuing to teach them, I'm on a couple of yeah. national faculties, but as you and I shared, it's the relationships that you build with other athletic directors, you know, the conversations that you have uh, over the table, whether it's in the class during an activity or at an informal gathering, um, you know, those are also invaluable experiences and, and another reason to go to your state conference or, or go to the national conference. Um, Eric, we, we've talked uh, on the podcast about uh, one of our goals being to share best practices. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, what are some things that you have done in your career, your schools, um, and maybe it's initiatives that you've created or things that were already in place, but you put your own uh, spin on them. What are some best practices that you've seen that you can share with our listeners? I think for me, the, the biggest thing for me has been my network. And, and not only just people that I network with that are in my position, but networking in, we never know if we're going to have to rent a gym or we're going to have to get a tree company to come down, cut down a tree or cut a tree that fell down on one of our bleachers or, you know, just the more people we can be in contact with and communicate with helps us to be better at what we do. And it also gives us that emergency. Hey, I know a guy, you know, many times we have, co we have coaches that, Oh, I know a guy or you just in your daily life. Oh, I know a guy. Well, increasing that network as an athletic director helps us to be better at what we do because we always know a guy. Um, and on the other side, it also helps us, you know, in our career path, you know, maybe we're not a right fit at a certain situation and it's time to, to, to maybe change our situation. Our network that we've created many times, that word of mouth of, oh, hey, this, this school over here is looking for somebody. You might be interested, send, send a resume. But just by having those connections, it, a lot of times you get that foot in the door. Um, you know, to, with, with the hiring practices and the, and the jobs, there's not a lot of jobs, so it's hard to find an AD job. And so anything you can do to get even get in to just get the interview, because that's that, that's at that point, if, if you can get to that interview, then it's you're selling yourself and how you fit for that school. And I think being part of, you know, that's a big thing for your, for best practices is networking. Um, the other, the other thing is, I've got a couple of different things for that. I think one is a priority list. You know, when you walk in the office in the morning, sit down and look at your prior. What is my, what do I absolutely have to get done today? What are the things I'd like to get done is my next one, my to-do list. And, and so if you can knock out your priority list at night, when you go home, now you're focused on your family. You're focused on being at home. You're able to, to enjoy yourself and not be stressing about the next day because you've already created your priority list and your to-do list for the next day. 
And I think that that is absolutely critical for us because every day we'll get a phone call. Hey, so-and-so's out today. Can you, we've got to cancel practice or uh, we need to bus today because the bus company canceled on us. And, you know, we always have fires to put out. And so if we have at least our priority in place, we're not, we're able to still attack that list. And at the end of the day, the stack on our desk isn't going to go down to absolutely being a bare desk. There's always going to be stuff that we have to do. And that's why it's important just to kind of prioritize what, what's really important. And the, and the other thing I think is the, my last part of best practice, I think, is the balance of, of work and, and home. Um, part of the reason I moved here from, from California was because I was spending one and a half hours to two hours driving to work one way. And, and, and then you work in a 12 hour, 12, 14 hour day, which is pretty common for athletic director. And then having to do the same thing, I'm being home for maybe, maybe six hours. That gives me an hour with my wife and my stepkids and four hours of sleep later, I'm back at it again, where now I walk to my office. <laughs> so it's, you know, I can leave it. If I'm having a really bad day and I just need to get out, I can be in the car and on a lake fishing or hiking or looking out, being out in nature, trying to just relieve some of that extra stress. And I think that if we have those, those things in place, it helps us to be better as an athletic director. Boy, I've been very fortunate in my career. Um, you know, I think my longest drive to work, uh, the longest, you know, might've been 15 minutes. Uh, so I can't begin to imagine that schedule. So uh, and, I can see why you wanted to make that change. And there was only 34 miles I was traveling. Oh yeah. The, the, the traffic crazy. is just, uh, you know, there were, it, there were, there were times where I wasn't going over 10 miles an hour. Hmm. Just crazy. Well, uh, again, appreciate you sharing. Uh, for our listeners, if you just joined us, um, our guest today is Eric Wood. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're going to take another quick break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing uh, for their support of the podcast. Hometown is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you go to hometownticketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for your events, not just athletics, but also school plays, concerts, uh, school dances, even graduation. While they're doing that, you're also going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support every step of the way, before, during, and after. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight the top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But Wall of Fame is so much more than that. It's an extensive content program that helps you and allows you to tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com to check out their products. And when you're ready to purchase, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get 5% off. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. 
Check them out today. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Eric, one of the topics that we've talked about uh, almost since the podcast has begun uh, revolves around this idea of uh, coaching toughness. Um, I like to say 100 years ago when I was in high school, you know, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And I think we kind of knew what they meant and we did it. Um, in the many years since then, uh, we have figured out much better ways to communicate to our student athletes to get those points across. But I still feel that toughness is a valuable trait to have, uh, both in sport and in life. So my question is this, how can a athletic director or a coach help a, a Generation Z kid, a kid today, develop toughness while also being aware of and sensitive to the very real challenges that these kids are going through that I never had to go through back in my day. Uh, do you have any advice for us? You know, I want to, I want to go back to, you know, talking, I think, you know, through our experiences as we, as athletes, as we kind of talked a little bit about, and I think, you know, I, I, what brings me comes first thing to my mind was my very first track meet. Um, my coach said, okay, you're running the mile, the two mile and the half mile today. And I looked at my coach and I said, if I can get three other guys, can I do the mile relay, please? And he took a big breath and a sigh and he goes, okay, sure. If you can find three other guys, you can do it. So I did. I got the baton in last place. I won the race. He, he promptly looked at me and goes, you will never run the two mile in high school. And I never did. And I think what that for me, it, it taught me, and I look, I think back on this now, as especially as a coach, is that how, you know, you want the kids to buy into what you want them, you know, what's happening. But part of that buy-in has to be their desires. What, what are their goals? And I think part of that intertwines itself with the toughness of it all, you know, of being able to persevere and go through it all. We live in a day and age where club teams are, you know, if, if I'm not making this plan on this club team, I'm going to another club team. I just transfer back and forth. We have, uh, you know, the transfer portal in college. And so I think if things get tough, people just switch to someplace else now instead of trying to realize that, hey, you got to put a little bit of work in. You got to put a little bit of time in. And and I think that's, you know, we I, when I was start was coaching cross country and telling my runners, I go, we got to put the mileage in. I go, if you don't put the mileage in, it's just not going to get any better. But they didn't quite understand that until we started doing it. And all of a sudden, they, hey, my time's getting better. I go, because we put the work in, we now are successful. And so I think that, you know, my, our, my earlier experience as an athlete helped me to look at how I can, how I can be better. But it also kept, kept an open mind as a coach. You know, hey, if, if an athlete wants to try something, who am I to, to take that chance away from that athlete? But I do want to provide the best for them as well. You know, there's a saying that coaches always know what's best for their, for their players. <laughs> and that's not always true. They have to make the decision of what's best for the players and what's best for the team. And so sometimes, you know, growing up, it was, you know, back in my day, it was, hey, if, if you were on the frost team as a freshman, then the next year you possibly could go up to the JV team and then you went to the varsity team, the, you know, your junior, senior year, depending on how good you were. And nowadays it's like, if you're not on varsity, you're going to another school. 
And I think that that's taken, taken a lot away from kids understanding that, hey, we get better because we have failure. We get better because we were not successful. We persevered through it and we got better because we pushed through it. And I think that that's, that's a lesson that, you know, as a coach and an AD, we have to keep getting that word out there. Now, you've got a pretty successful program there at Judge Memorial Catholic. Um, quickly, you know, what are some things that you do, you know, intentional is a big word now. You know, what are some things that you do intentionally as a leader with your coaches to help them help their athletes develop toughness? Oh, I love that question. I absolutely love this. It's 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 something you know I've gotten better, especially come since coming here because um, I've got a super supportive principal. But one of the things I do is I we've got a couple of books that that we give co coaches to read. Um, my first thing I told all the coaches I go, you don't know me, so you're not going to trust me yet. You're not going to necessarily respect me yet. You're going to respect the position, but. I want you to know me. So I'm going to have frequent meetings. So I try to meet with my coaches as frequently as possible, even if it's just a casual, Hey, what's happening in your life or what's happening here, you know, or, Hey, how did last week go? Anything, how can I support you better? And I, I think the more we work together to do that, the better we're going to be. Um, the more I can support my coaches. Once they know me now, they, they can come to me. Hey, I got this issue. How do I deal with it? Where when I first started that first couple that first couple months, they didn't know me. And I was finding out a month and a half later, oh, we had this issue. And it's now exploded into a big situation that we have to try to figure our way through it. And so I think that, you know, being able to meet with my coaches frequently, stressing the importance of them going to coaching conferences to always be better at what we do and, and being part of that. You know, it's, it's so important, you mentioned, to have a supportive uh, leader, you know, principal, you know, head of school, you know, whatever that, you know, buys into the importance of athletics and then by extension, the importance of, you know, helping our coaches get better. Uh, you know, great stuff. Um, we didn't do this earlier, uh, so I'm going to go and do it now. Um, and we'll also do it at the end of the podcast. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, find out more about how you do things at Judge Memorial Catholic. What's the best way they can get a hold of you? Probably by email. That, that and I'm always open for for that. You can always send me an email. Um, it's pretty easy for my email address. It's uh, ewood at jmchs.org. <laughs> and again, we'll give that out later at the end of the podcast. Um uh, Eric Wood, Certified Athletic Administrator. Um, we're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Okay. Okay, okay. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Go to finalforms.com, and they're going to help you prepare for your best season ever. Final Forms is going to help you with your stakeholders. Uh, it'll help your coaches, and it can help you as an AD uh, with things like eligibility, you know, creating rosters, and basically help with all the reports that come across your desk. You know, as an athletic director, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes, somebody who gets it. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake and get started. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started and find out all the things that Final Forms can do for you.
Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Eric Wood from Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, Eric, again, you know, you and I were, were kibitzing during the breaks here, uh, and you shared uh, uh, a topic that I think our listeners would like to hear about. Uh, can you go ahead and uh, share that with our listeners? You know, I, I think, you know, I, I've learned a lot of different things, being an athletic director, being a coach, being a teacher. Um, but I think some of the biggest things I've learned is that we have to be, uh, we have to be flexible. We have to be able to adjust. And I think that part of adjust being able to make quick adjustments or being able to be, um, God, what's the word? I, no, I lost the track of my word. <laughs> um, being, being able to adjust on the fly, so to speak, um, and not letting it affect how, how you are. Um, I've learned that from coaches, but I also learned that, you know, by, by getting kids to play multiple sports, they learn how to do that. You know, it, 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 it's a training from, um, you know, each sport has a certain discipline, a certain focus on muscle groups, certain things where, so when you play multiple sports, you can blend that into um, being a better athlete overall. But I think it also plays into life that being able to, you know, we're gonna get thrown hurdles in life. It just happens. And how we learn to handle that plays a large part in how we can be successful. And I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, again, you know, looking at, you know, your own experience as a multi-sport athlete. And uh, again, I'm, I'm kind of talking about myself as well, but I think you, your answer might be the same. You know, the lessons that you learn uh, doing a different discipline, uh, being coached, by different coaches, mm -hmm. um, I, I think really helps people grow and you learn, you know, different leadership styles, different personalities, different uh, discipline. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, do you have your own personal lesson that you could share? Or maybe one that you've seen play out uh, at your school with one of your student athletes? You know, I had, I had a, a student athlete who was very, a, a pretty talented soccer player. Um, but he thought he was a division one college soccer player and he was also a very good track athlete. And I, I brought him in and had to sit down with him and his dad wanted me to talk to him also because his dad realized that he may not be a division one, um, athlete. So it was a very difficult conversation to have. And I still look back at it and I'm not sure that I handled it as best I could, but I was very honest with him. And I think the honesty with your athletes is absolutely, they know when you're telling, when you're just blowing sunshine up or they're, or you're being honest with them. And I think today's athletes want coaches to be honest. They want coaches that have a life experience so they can learn to be better at what they do. No, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, where that whole idea of educational based athletics, you know, comes from, you know, uh, you know, we we're, it's a sport experience and, you know, yes, we yeah. like to win, uh, but we're also trying to, to teach other things as well. You know, great yeah. stuff. I think we, uh, I think, you know, that whole hurdling uh, decathlon kindred spirit, yeah. uh, you know, we're on the same page. Uh, Eric, I wish we had more time to spend. Uh, it has been great, but uh, we're also not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. 
Now, mm -hmm. you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but we're going to take our final break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsored this segment. And when we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, let's take our final break, and then we're going to find out what Eric Wood is going to put into his new <laughs> athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear back from that 2%, the disgruntled parent or maybe a frustrated student athlete, and we need to hear from those people. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support our program, and that's what athletic surveys can do for you. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that disgruntled parent or with your principal or your school board. Um, you need to have that data, and athletic surveys can provide that. Go to athleticsurveys.com, and they'll show you how they can create a custom survey for your student-athletes or your parents. If you've never taken the pulse of your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Eric Wood, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Judge Memorial Catholic High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, certainly knows his way around the world of athletics, but right now I'm going to task him with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job. Eric, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Uh, as you know, as, as we were talking about earlier, it could be a hundred different things we could do, but I think the, one of the most important things is to increase your network. And by that, reach out to the other athletic directors nearby, um, whether it's in your region, whether it's in your area, whether it's in your conference, reach out to them, get to know them, get their numbers. They're going through the same issue, a lot of the same issues that you have as an AD, and they can help you to be better and how to handle some of those difficult situations that happen, especially for new ADs. And um, I think that that's probably one of the most important things is to getting to know um, more ADs. I think the next thing is going to conferences and getting educated, whether it's, you know, the, the state conference, whether it's a national conference, or even if it's just on a conference on a specific sport, you know, going to those and getting educated, we can always learn different tools and different things to help us to be better at what we do. And I think going to the conferences and taking extra classes helps you to do that. And number three, get to know your people. Get to know your, you know, the people that you're leading. Get to know your coaches. Get to know the parents. You know, meeting, you know, going to practices and watching what happens at a practice seems like a little thing. But what happens is when you get that parent call to complain about a practice, you can say, well, this is not what I've seen at practices. And now you go to games. You're involved in the teams. I can say that I have not missed, I've seen every single team that I've been an AD at. I've seen at least one game from every single team, every level. 
which is pretty crazy when you look at the, you know, when you start having, you know, nine, 10 teams going at one time, being able to do that, it's got to be a priority because now I'm supporting, you're supporting your coaches and you're supporting your student athletes. And I think that that's absolutely critical. If if they know you're visible and you're in, in, and you're making a presence, that's, that's critical. And that's, those are the three big ones for me. I think that, that, you know, anytime we, we go into like a toolbox, you've got so many different types of tools, but you also have to look at what's, you know, critical. And I think that that's the three really critical ones. Again, they're great tools and uh, they are very prominent in, in both of our toolbox books and will be so in the third edition where your tools will appear. Um, uh, again, I, I love the idea about, you know, uh, knowing your people, you know, being visible, going to all those events. Um, you know, I was the athletic director at a couple of different schools and I would always be surprised, uh, you know, happy on one hand, um, uh, disappointed on another that, you know, like I'd go to a tennis match, uh, or go to swim practice or those types of things. And the kids and the parents, they would say, we've never had the athletic director, you know, come to our uh, events. And I'm just, <laughs> where else would I be? You know, <laughs> you guys are representing the school. So again, that was fun. Uh, but again, it's, it's something that we need to do. Uh, and, and, and we need and, to support all those teams. And honestly, it's the funnest part of the job going oh, yeah. to watch, watch your, your kid, your student athletes performing, watching your coaches do what they're good at, what you're paying them to do. It's like, that's the easy part to deal with, you know, dealing with the, you know the parents or the nasty people in the stands or the you know the 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 adjustments of practices or games and i mean those are the little things but the enjoyment is actually watching i get to go this week and go watch our our girls play at the state basketball tournament you know and that's that's gonna be so much fun oh absolutely Uh, all the best on that trip eric um we did this earlier but let's do it one more time if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain and listeners i think you got a pretty good resource here what's the best way they can get a hold of you my email is probably going to be the easiest way. Uh, my email address is ewood at jmchs.org. Um, I'm pretty good about responding to my emails. And, you know, we as athletic directors get a lot of emails every day, but I do go through them. So and, thank you so much. And uh, your information would for our NIAAA members would also be on the NIAAA member portal. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Eric Wood, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. All the best uh, this weekend at uh, the State Basketball Tournament and with the 2023 spring season. And thank you so much. I feel blessed to be part of this podcast. So thank you for inviting me and having me. It was truly an honor. So thank you. Oh, you were great. You uh, you represented Utah and, uh, and Hutch Hunter very well. Okay. Thank you. For our listeners, um, we do this just about every day, and the Zoom recordings get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Uh, As I said, come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Once again, we appreciate you listening. Um, Please uh, check out our sponsors that you've already heard from and our partners. We coach a global community of women in high school sports and the Florida Coaches Coalition. Until next time, this is the Educational AD Podcast.